Hello and welcome to the Sips Don't Lie podcast with Jane and Jenny. In this podcast we honestly discuss life, love and how to be your most authentic self. In each of our episodes we'll pair our conversation with wine that matches the mood and topic we're talking about. So pour yourself a glass, get comfy and remember Sips Don't Lie and you're starting to feel it's right. Hi guys and welcome to episode 12 when two become one. I'm Jenny and I'm joined by my co-host Jane. Hi everyone. And our special guest Kate. Hi guys. Um, Kate as you're our special guest for this evening would you like to do a quick introduction? Sure and well firstly thank you so much for having me on I feel very privileged. Um, I am an actor and a personal trainer although I'm veering towards more life not life coaching, lifestyle coaching now. Um, I run my own company called Sterling Fit and I also co-run um, an outdoor group training company in Tooting called One Element Tooting. Oh, Yes, that's a bit about me. <laughs> Lovely. And tonight we thought that we would talk about all things love and breakups. And we decided to match this conversation with a vino verde um, and Kate, you've gone for a tonic water post the indulgent Christmas that we've just had as well. I have. It's a very exciting tonic water. It's even got <laughs> some lemon in there here. Is, there is nothing no. wrong with a tonic water. I know. And I thought it's been pretty clever. I have not put ice in it so I can drink it sneakily without clunking around. Excellent. Well prepped. Um, so just to talk a little bit about Vino Verde. Vino Verde is uh, a wine, a white wine that is from Portugal. And Vino Verde means kind of like a green wine. And these are from the northwest of Portugal. And they will contain grapes that you've probably never really heard of. And they, they're quite usually a regional blend. And they're also difficult to pronounce. Um, so you've got things like Alvarinho, or as it's known in Spain, Albarinho. And you get another great variety that I'm going to really struggle to say, which is Lareiro, <laughs> which is, mm. if, I, if I spell it out, it's L-O-U-R-E-I-R-O. And you will see these on some of the bottles. Um, and Vino Verdes are just such beautiful wines. Like I absolutely adore them. They're super light. They're quite fun. They're fizzy. They're mostly quite dry, but they sometimes do have a little bit of sweetness. They're very green kind of fruits some melon, gooseberry, a little bit of like lemon and lime, all that sort of stuff. So they're just super fun and thought that these are kind of like a really good wine that if you've been through a breakup, it's kind of like a bit of a pick me up. It's something that's kind of very fresh very new um, and they sometimes have a little bit of fizz as well so yeah I think they're a really great style to kind of um, propel you back into the world um, and Jane I know that you're also uh, trying to drink a little bit more white wine so I think this is a good starter white wine as well. It is the perfect match I love it I'm getting lemon sherbet vibes from my Oh, Oh love that yeah mine's absolutely delicious. It is beautiful. So Jane, do you want to kick us off with um, some stats? Yeah, definitely. So the reason we thought we'd talk about um, breakups um, at the beginning of the year is because um, the first Monday of January is um, the day that people are most likely to get divorced. Um, So internet searches about divorce and divorce inquiries peak on the first Monday in January. I guess it's like you're back to work, bank balances are low, tensions are high. Um, but a lot of relationships tend to break down in the, in the new year, which I thought was a really interesting start. Mm. As well, because you usually see a lot of engagements and a lot of mm, like so true. At, at, the, at the kind of Christmas time. So it's really interesting to hear that on the flip side, you have that that other side of it as well. Mm. Definitely. I um, do think as well, it's, um, I was reading the other day that it's all been heightened as well, obviously, because of the year that we've had, that yeah. um, now is not necessarily the time to make that decision either so there was this interesting article that I read about the fact that when you're going through any kind of transition like we have done with the pandemic that there's a lot of these immediate big decisions coming up about things like divorce and actually it's the worst time to make them because you're you're in this other kind of area of tension and stress so it's almost like you're not thinking clearly so it'll be so I mean it won't be interesting but it kind of will be interesting to see if this year for example has a higher rate compared to last year for example yeah definitely. Um, hopefully not but you just never know you never know and thinking of the pandemic actually when the pandemic first like kicked off I did see at the beginning a lot of breakups did, did you guys see that 
yeah it felt like loads of people suddenly were going through massive transitions like like you're saying about work and being at home and there's suddenly you know you actually really in our lives how they were before you could escape your home quite easily you could really mm. avoid all that stuff that you would like you know have in your house as soon as you got home yeah. and I think people have either managed to build their communication and their relationships are actually stronger for it or it's gone the other way and and this there's this huge block that you can't get through it's really fascinating it is. I think people build their lives as well. I think you can live with your partner, but you can actually create a whole life where you see them like passing ships in the night. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like you could definitely get up different times, go to the gym, go to, um, I don't know, bars after work. Like you could technically mm. get out of the house mm. most hours. So I think when you're forced to be inside with someone, I think you truly meet whether you're with the right person or not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot a lot less breakups than you, Jane. And I mean, I think it was probably because I wasn't really around the first half. That's of true. Um, but no, I, I, I've kind of seen the reverse. A lot of people that had kind of been together for not a, a sort of long period of time actually getting closer, which is really lovely. Mm. Um, and definitely a lot of my friends were kind of more newer relationships. So, but I, yeah. I know it's, it's, there's, there's a mixture of, of the two. And moving in as well, I think, because of the pandemic, yeah. you're like, right, we've got to kind of make a decision. Do we just not see each other for six months or bite mm. the bullet and move in? And I think that was really nice when people moved in and it was actually the best decision they'd ever made. Yeah. Definitely, because I think sometimes we put this like, we can move in after six months and then we can do this after nine months or whatever oh, it is. That. Yeah, and it take it totally and utterly takes away that fluidity that a relationship should be about. It's, and then it becomes about what your friends think or what your family thinks. So you're then like, you have all these other societal like pressures that are on top of you. So I think it is great that in some ways it's given people that permission to actually just do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. I'm thinking of friends and family, that's probably the first question. When thinking of breakups, I think some people sometimes find it hard to leave relationships or even to mm. say to some, your parents or your best friends, actually I've ended this. Mm. some of the breakups you 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 guys have had were there any that were really hard to tell your friends and family about well <laughs> I mean <laughs> to be honest it's really interesting when when I kind of was thinking about this question I you know I've actually not been in that many what we were doing like an inverted comma kind of relationship situation my first proper relationship really was a marriage so and and that was the hardest thing ever to tell my parents about definitely harder I think friends possibly I can't really say whether they saw it coming but my friend my parents sorry like oh my god like even when we'd made the decision telling them it was like this sense of oh what a shame and then you just, and then and it's not at all their fault and it's not at all that they've done bad things as a parent it's not them it's just that you feel like you failed so desperately in you know all you want is to keep your parents happy really especially when you love them a lot um and so it's it's almost like a, it's almost more painful because it's like the relationship is, is ending but then you're also like oh my god and now everything that was really happy and you know rosy on the outside you've just ruined all of that as well <laughs> so that was mine <laughs> yeah. yeah that's tough what about you jane yeah, I think it. I think I'm thinking of my last breakup was probably the hardest to tell family and friends about, just because it was it was I got cheated on, which is just embarrassing, mm. and I got cheated on, and you sh I should have expected it anyway. So that's an embarrassing to go to your friends and be like, uh, hate hate to say I told you so, but you're right. Um, but with my parents, they don't really know why that relationship ended. I just said it ended, and I don't want to talk about it. And it's kind mm. of like that because I think. I didn't really want to bring that to my parents and be like, I actually got cheated on. And then there was a whole other, lots more layers to why that breakup was even more difficult than an average breakup. And I just didn't want to put that burden on them. So I was just like, it ended and that's it. Yeah. Did you ever like feel sad and not being able, about not being able to be open with them? Was it more that it actually that was like a protective way of, of moving on? Mm. It was a protective way of moving on at the time. Mm. And, and now I sometimes get frustrated because my mum talks about different things that she's read and which are very similar to the life experience that I had in that relationship and how it broke down. And I kind of mm. want to shake her and be like, I know exactly what that feels like because it happened to yeah. me. And I don't want to tell her these things have happened to me because oh, she's that's so hard. Um, oh, that's so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's tough. So I had, I had, um, 
and it, when I broke up with one of my ex-boyfriends that I lived with and we just bought a house and we'd actually signed the paperwork months before we actually moved in and when we moved in it was pretty much we knew that it was kind of it, it was really not working um so and, and I know my friends and family knew for months that this wasn't working so it wasn't really the it wasn't difficult to tell them what it was difficult to go through was that I had to go through telling all of the like the mortgage people and telling it's telling people that you don't know about your situation they'd be like but you've only lived in the house for six weeks like can you not give it another go with your boyfriend oh no sitting down with like a 50 year old mortgage advisor when they're trying to like tell you to give your relationship a go and you're like uh okay let's not talk about this now like can you just please sort out my oh, that's so horrible I do wonder as well whether there's like a generation thing with relationships and marriage and buying houses together and things like that because like I I do think there's this pressure or there was this expectation obviously of maybe our parents or even their parents generation that once you made that decision that was it you just didn't change yeah so you've then got people who maybe don't understand that there is that you do have the choice, like you can end a relationship if you're not happy, that is actually okay. And it doesn't mean that by not having the house, your your life is any less, mm. you know? Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of kind of misunderstanding sometimes about why these things happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't mean to say that you are like less of a person because you're not with somebody or you've gone through that breakup almost. And it's Definitely. not to say that you're not going to be, I think in society, I think especially our parents or especially my parents look at it, um, that you'll be happy when you've got a partner or they're not as worried about mm. if I've got a partner, but they're almost like, oh, I feel sad for you that you're on your own or whatever. Mm. I'd rather be on my own than in a really terrible relationship. Yeah, definitely. I think that's so true. And I definitely think there's an element of yours. I don't know. Do you think it's a, do you think it's a girl thing, like a daughter thing in terms of, I yeah. don't know about your relationship, yeah. Jen. Yeah. With like, oh, well, you know, he had a really good job and you're going to be okay. That sense of, mm. and it's not like your parents don't trust you. It's just that they know, like you were saying, that you're going to be looked after like, the yeah. old school way of a relationship was, was that the woman stays at home and has a baby and then the man goes to work and earns the money. Yeah, um, I got that with my, with my mum. One of my exes, he was in the armed forces and she always used to think that was like the most amazing thing. And she'd be like, oh, well, he's in the Marines. And it's like, <laughs> no, he's dick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, it didn't, but it meant that he, he couldn't, he could only shit gold. Like he was not very yeah. nice person, but she could, she, she, and the way she looks back on that relationship was, is oh he was really handsome and he was in the marines and i'm just like you don't know how much of a dick he was (laughs) (laughs) i know yeah so which of what's been your most kind of memorable i guess breakup has there been any that have really stuck out in your memory Hmm. god i mean i i just feel like for me i actually before i got married had had a couple of they weren't even really relationships just like really shitty oh sorry really shitty like like (laughs) exchanges with men that just didn't respect me and I think it's so interesting looking back and having that chance to reflect because actually I didn't respect myself either because I would say yes to things that I just did not want to do whether it was like intimately or you know in a way that really challenged my values um and it's so interesting looking back that actually they all just merged into one murky like rank experience (laughs) in a way um you know finding out like you did Jane that people have cheated on you or that Mm. you just oh yeah I'm done like doing her moving on to the next or whatever it's really horrible but and what's really even more worse is that like I just kind of accepted it so I don't know it's really tricky isn't it because for me my divorce just completely stands out in terms of like a breakup experience but I think all those other experiences that you have with men or women or whatever relationship you're in really can have a huge effect on you that at the time even if it's not in like commas a relationship it's still a connection of sort Mm -hmm. definitely definitely what about you Jen what's stuck out in your memory I don't I think I've had quite a lot of relationships to be honest (laughs) 
quite a few and they've all been quite different um in the way that they've ended but I think that they fall into kind of like different categories mm. so some when I was younger it was very much I think like you said Kate like you kind of like yeah okay that's ended get, get up and move on and you don't really think about it and you just kind of push it away then mm. I've had others which have been going like dragged on for so long um, especially with the house situation with a previous partner and mm. that, that all sorts of it's just like a relief when you leave because mm. you're just like I've been um, especially a couple of them have been quite almost like verbally abusive with their mm. language and how they've been so to get out of that situation is actually just like really freeing and really kind mm. of like relief uh, feeling it like a massive sense of relief and then I've had others where I've just been absolutely distraught um and especially one of the guys that I was seeing and it wasn't really a proper relationship it was kind of a situationship or whatever you want to call it um one of your friends Jane I think we both know who we mean oh yes I know (laughs) (laughs) um and that relationship wasn't really didn't even really feel like it kind of was even that long maybe just a few months but the reaction and how I took it was so big because I'd kind of that was where I'd attached all my sense of fun and my sense of like who I was. Mm. So actually that was almost one of my biggest breakups because it kind of left me feeling so lost. And Mm. so like, who am I and what do I want? And Oh, that's the worst. And it actually went into quite a dark place for around four or five months. Mm. And it wasn't till like, and then I started having therapy and kind of working out who I was and what I was that actually that, help so that memorable breakup was actually probably the darkest time I've had but mm-hmm. yeah actually has been really positive in in a weird way yeah I like that it has been kind of life-changing for you like the mm. it was the amount of work that came out of the back has made you into like the the best version of yourself in some ways mm. yeah yeah definitely how about you Jane because memorable breakups I have like a funny story and then I have a like life-changing story which one would you like I can do I'd both like- I'll do both, but I, I want the funny one first. In the theme of balance. <laughs> it's funny. So I had, I had a boyfriend and I wanted to break up with him. Um, so obviously I kept like being like, oh, come over, we need to talk. But like I, I found, I'm like, I can talk for hours, hence why we've got podcasts, but I couldn't <laughs> actually say to him I want to break up. So I did that standard thing where it's like, do lots of things that are going to upset him. And oh, no, no, that would be like, I love you even more. And I'd be like, right, okay. So because I couldn't, for some reason, the words just wouldn't come out my my mouth, I had to write, I wrote him a letter, like I wrote a letter around why I wanted to break up for him, which was, it got all the like reasons out. And then we sat together and I gave him the letter. I think that's probably one of the worst things I've ever done. But it's it's a relationship. What did he do? Yeah, he started crying. Oh no. (laughs) How old were you, Jane? I was quite young. I was like 18. Oh yeah. (laughs) teenage angst yeah so I was just like oh but yeah so that's probably like a funny way to approach it but then yeah as young I didn't really know what to do didn't have the language and probably my most memorable breakup it's kind of similar to the one that you just described Jenny it was with a with a boyfriend that it's probably like the most traumatic like all kinds of traumatic events happened in one relationship and in the ending of one relationship Mm. all the things that you think that could go wrong just went wrong in this relationship especially at the end and the conclusion I came to at the end was this guy, he needs therapy. If he'd had therapy for all the issues that he'd had in like a really abusive childhood for various reasons, I was like, if he'd had therapy for that, he wouldn't have met me and hurt me and we could have been great and stuff. So then mm. that's what inspired me to become a therapist. And I don't think if I hadn't had that relationship where I'd kind of learned that people who were hurt just go on to hurt people, I wouldn't have felt that I needed to take up space in the world helping people heal so they don't go around doing that so actually it was the worst things that happened but it put me on in line with my purpose in in the world so I think it was great in some ways that's amazing I just got goosebumps you saying that yeah. I, do, I, I really do agree that these things at the time which are so traumatic so like life-changing in a way that you don't even know yet because you are so lost like you said Jenny and you are so completely hurt and and possibly depressed and you know not sure where your life's gonna go but if you keep working through it that like all these things that you discover about yourself are really incredible and you think outside the box in a way that you wouldn't have ever done before 
your um, story there, Jane, really reminded me of um, when I was about 16. I was kind of going out with this guy, but I wasn't going out with this guy. It was like a week long, it's, you know, when you're at high school. And it's like, yeah. do you want to go out with me? And, you know, you're like, you've had your one vodka and coke and you're hammered. And you're like, yeah, OK. And then, <laughs> and then we went out, but going out was like... <laughs> oh my god I really hope my mom and dad don't listen to this I was going to his bedroom like smoking weed basically and um I'm not ever letting my mom listen to this sorry mom and then um and then after a week it was just you know it was just like snogging on the bed and smoking weed and then I was like this isn't a relationship so I called him to say that we can't like do this anymore mm. you know as your 16 year old self and he just went silent and didn't say anything. And I was there with my friend who was like, what's he saying? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, you know, are you, are you okay? And you just heard this like, <laughs> at the end of the phone. And we literally held onto the phone with no one talking for like 45 minutes. And I was like, okay, I've got to go now, bye. And it's just like those things when you're a kid feel massive, but actually they're also not. It's mm. kind of that like really funny thing as you transition through time, isn't it? That you Definitely. experience in different ways. Definitely. So funny. Yeah, it's and it's so you you can look back at those times and be and kind of like laugh about them, but at the time, God, it's so traumatic. And so, you know, it's everything. And yeah, it is everything. Yeah, it's really important. So when you've experienced breakups and stuff, I think, do you think it's important to have time by yourself? Or how do you, how did you deal with the big breakup that you had, Kate? And did you, did you give yourself time? Oh, God, it's such a good question. Because um, I was a mess, basically, like, I didn't think I would be, we kind of came to a mutual decision to separate. Um, I went home, I had to move back in with my parents. So that was I was like 32 so that was I hated that um I love my parents and I love my home but it wasn't I you know lived out yeah. of home for 15 years and I just kind of I didn't really have the space that I needed to to be by myself and um I couldn't really afford to live by myself because my ex had owned the house or the flat and so I felt a bit stupid for not having kept a little pot of savings away to look after myself I think there was that sense of this is just going to be my life for forever. So I didn't ever really plan for the divorce. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, Why would you? No, well, exactly. Um, and it just kind of, I think I had put it so, and I really relate to what you're saying about, you know, I could talk for Britain, but sometimes getting out what you really want to say, the words just don't come out of my mouth. And actually over the years, I've had real issues with saying things. Like I found writing a really therapeutic way of communicating um, and learning how to almost speak properly. It sounds really silly. Um, but I really struggled with that spacing because I also wanted to kind of keep going and I had to keep going because I had to earn money. And, you know, the work I was doing, I was doing the group training stuff and that was really good because that kind of kept me positive. But in a way, maybe it stopped me from fully being able to feel everything. Yeah. Um, I really struggled with things with my friends, but I also really still wanted to be involved with my friends. So there was always this like huge conflict going on at all times, which was emotionally like exhausting. Yeah. Um, and... I didn't really have that time to just decompress from the last eight years of my life. Mm. So I do think that I would have benefited from more space, but then conversely, in a way, I wouldn't have been able to move on without doing things the way that I did it, if that makes sense, because yeah. that was that was what I had. And I remember in a therapy session, cause I went to therapy, it was like, I, to me, it's one of the most incredible things that anyone could do. And we should all be able to have it for free um, all the time for the rest of our time. But um, it kind of really made me realize that there was just this unbelievable well inside of me that I had to go diving into to kind of figure things out. And I remember saying to this therapist, one of the first ones that I saw that, you know, I really don't think I'll be able to move on without moving on. I, I like if I hadn't started a new relationship, I wouldn't I would still be in a pit of despair about my marriage not working out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like I could talk about that for five hours just in its own topic, <laughs> really. Like I, I just think that. Like the amount of googling that I did to try and help me understand what was acceptable it goes back to that whole point of you know when are people allowed to move into a house with someone 
I was like, you know, how long should it be before I start doing this? When am I allowed to do that? What are other people doing? Um, I got these really confusing feelings about love still for the life that I had. What What is that? You know, and because yeah. I was friends with my ex is now mutual friends with my friends that I'd known growing up. I didn't really feel like I could speak to them openly about what was going on. So I just think that even now, maybe I get cravings for space, to be honest. That was like four or five years ago, we separated four and a half years ago. And even now I still get these urges where I'm like, I need time by myself. You know, I, I did, well, I didn't do anything reckless actually, but I, I went to Australia for a couple of months and then I came back and I went to Bali by myself. So there was lots of these pockets, but it was just this sense of like, I probably could have gone and lived in a cave for the rest of my life and been happy mm. as well. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. What about, what about you, Jenny? Um, so I think, so I think before I had therapy, I went through a series of breakups and would always be like, right, as soon as I had a breakup, I'd be like, right, I've got to get back dating. I've got to date as many people as I possibly can to find somebody and would literally was like a serial date. And I was so good at it. I mean, I'm unbelievably good at organization anyway. Um, and we, we laugh about it, Kate, how you think I'm organized now. Imagine trying to date like five guys at the same time and have a <laughs> job and <laughs> all of that. <laughs> See, that's what I would do because I was like, you know, and not from a, and it sounded, it, it felt it was, it was from a bad, it wasn't from a bad place, but it was from this urgency of like, I have to meet someone and I, you know, I'm, I don't feel like I'm myself and I don't know who I am and I want to have more friends in London because I moved to London and I knew no one here mm. um, and that was eight, eight, nine years ago um, and I just felt quite lonely and mm. just a series of relationships and I was always dating someone if I was single I was always like on dating apps or meeting someone or you know I might have a, a few weeks or a few months off but always like always on it and always looking as well. So if every time I went out, I'd be always like chatting to guys. And I'd literally want to apologize to all my friends because I must've been a nightmare. Um, but it's only been in the last couple of years where I've been like, go on nights out and I literally don't care about boys at all. Mm. Was just like, actually, I just want to have fun. Mm. Not bothered, not interested in chatting to anyone at all. I'm just like, do you know what? I'm here to be with my friends and mm. I'm not here to look for anyone or to be with anyone I'm not going to be on any dating apps I'm just not and it feel like it's my time mm. so this the last couple of years has been amazing that I've just had that space to be completely alone and I'm fortunate that I live in my own flat so I've had that time completely on my own to work on myself and to just be like okay what do I actually want which mm. was which was really good and that was that's the first time I've really been single was the last kind of um obviously not now but the last kind of year or so um maybe a year and a half where I've just had almost nothing really it is funny isn't it it's that thing of you know you read it all the time of you don't look for a relationship it will come when you're ready and you kind of like or you know it will come when you least expect it and you're like yeah 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 and then you kind of think about it and it's like yeah in some ways actually that's kind of true mm. I mean obviously some people do meet on dating apps and they get married and I've got friends that that's happened with but you're still kind of opening your mind to a different experience in that way yeah. open the door aren't you in some way yeah exactly yeah and it wasn't until it would have been the end of summer that I was said to the girls when I was when we were actually allowed to see people I was like I feel like I want to go on a dating app and I was like can you help me set up my profile and we did it as a kind of like a joint thing Ooh, um yeah. <laughs> and I was, you know and I went on a couple of dates and I was like this is not too bad and then I obviously went out with my current boyfriend and it was lovely and we just clicked and I was like oh okay this is interesting but <laughs> I've been on so many dates before and it not work and you know I've never used dating apps for a success I've never met someone on a dating app and had any success before but mm. yeah so do you think that's because you were more ready oh, not more ready but like more chilled in just accepting what the date would be like rather than needing to get something else out of it I think I was very specific yeah, that's and, I interesting. Lot, and I did a lot of testing before I even went on a date with them. I was what do you mean testing? What's got to be you know, like asking it, questions, things? I don't know. I've never used a dating app, so I kind of almost feel a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my boyfriend now never listens to this. <laughs> You're not missing out on much. <laughs> if they didn't reply, or they were a little bit flaky, or they just their communication style was a little bit off or there was a few mm. things where there was miscommunication with what we meant or 
um, somebody said that they had children and they were like, oh, do you want to go out on a date? And I was like, no, I don't. I'm really sorry. I don't want to date someone that's got children. Mm. Um, and it was being really specific and being like, no, no. Isn't it? Say that again, Jane. It's intentional. It's yeah. More intentional. Mm. yeah. And I think it was that that was like, I'm being really specific. So the people that I met, I would be able to sense. And instead of dating, you know, lots of people at the same time, I was like, no, I'm just going to date, you know, the one person. So. That sounds very sensible. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Jane? Because you've been, when was your last break? Your last break, it might have been. That's a while, but. A while ago. I think it's a controversial question, isn't it? Is it important to take time between breakups? Mm. I, I've got a few different views on this. I think it is but there are exceptions to this. So, you know, there's that saying, like, yeah. don't let your boyfriend or husband stop you from being f- with the love of your life. So I do feel some relationships, you're with someone that's, that, that you've got a spark and you connect with. But I do feel like sometimes people fall into relationships because they want they want to be in a relationship rather than mm. being in a relationship with that person. So if you're in a relationship with someone, which is called settling, you settled because you want to live with someone or you want to mm. get married or want to have children... And then you meet the love of your life in a bar, yeah. you're like shit. And that's when, and that happens. I've seen it happen to loads of people. As long as you don't cheat and you go, shit, I'm with the wrong person, you go and end the relationship that's not working for you and get in the one that will. Yeah. That's when I'm like, time between breakups isn't needed. But other, I think, and I've seen this loads of times when it's like, I've broken up with someone, so I'm just going to get back in the game. Mm. Like, I think when you leave a relationship, they say it takes half the time, you need half the time on your own to work yourself out again to kind of repair. Because when, mm. when you go into a relationship, I think there's a stat, like you lose so many friends because the relationship takes up so much of your time. So you, the, your relationships that you have with your family and friends and with your hobbies and interests, the amount of time you have to put into those wanes. So they kind of become less important. Yeah. So there's a lot of work you have to do to build those relationships up again. And if, if you throw your energy into that, there isn't as much as a void. Whereas if you have a, say you've, Got a, got a boyfriend and just stopped speaking to all of your best friends. Come on, we all know it happens. We've got lots of friends that do that. When you break up, you've got nobody to sit there with you crying. You've got nobody to take you out for a drink to cheer you up. You've got nobody to go on a little holiday break with because you've those relationships have disappeared. And I think that's when you can go into that cycle of, okay, so I just need to meet somebody else then. And it's like, so yes. why are you meeting somebody else? Is it because you want to or is it because you need to? And I think those are the two dangerous differences. And that's when I'm when I meet someone, you might ask them, like, when's your last breakup? I broke up with someone a month ago. We were together for five years. I'd be a bit like, mm. um, I mm. feel it was the rebound, isn't it? That you'd call that the rebound. Could you have met someone and sparked off and it been interesting? Yeah. I just feel it's like less, I feel it's less likely to go somewhere if they haven't had that time to themselves to work out who they are when, again, because like when I was with my ex-boyfriend, my personality changed and I had to spend mm. time working out who I was again. Yeah. yeah. If someone had met me, they kind of would have met me with a bit of him, which wouldn't yeah. be real me. Do you know what I mean? And I think if you go through life carrying that, when you're 40 and you've had seven relationships, you are you plus seven other men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it makes so much sense. Yeah. I really think that, like you say, you don't, um, you kind of do need to refigure that out, having not been, whether it's not necessarily codependent or whether you've just been living with someone else, you ultimately pick up their habits, you pick up their approaches to things, your views on stuff might even change. Um, and I think it's quite complicated when you have to work that out whilst in a relationship with someone else. Yeah, it's hard. It's doable, but it's just a bit more difficult, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you're, I mean, even like the course that you're doing, Jane, as well, they would gently call it the divorce course. Yeah. You find out they so do. much about yourself. Yeah, they do. They call um, learning to be a therapist the divorce course because I think people get married and say, you, say a lot of people on my course are retired, for example, um, but say you got married when you were 19 and you spent your whole life, you've, you've basically merged your identity with someone for 40, 50 years you do a course and then to become a therapist, you basically have to meet exactly who you are to be a good therapist. Mm. So this is kind of like taking off loads of jackets that you've got on that society, your your relationships, your career have given to you to meet yourself. Mm. And some people when they meet themselves are like, oh, I really don't like my partner. <laughs> so they call mm. it the divorce course, which is interesting, isn't it? That is fascinating. Like, and it's amazing that that stuff can be so powerful really. Like that's life changing, isn't it? Mm definitely god 
so how, long, how long did it take you to be ready to to feel like you were ready to date again Kate or did you just kind of you, you oh. feels like you just kind of threw yourself back kind of into it to kind of yeah it's weird because I kind of it was one of those things that just happened naturally to be honest I definitely didn't go looking in that respect um I fell in love actually quite quickly after so Jane what you're saying really resonates because it was like taking off loads of jackets and meeting myself properly. And I think actually it was the first time I've ever in my life met myself, which was why, like properly, which is why actually, you know, it, it is the most memorable breakup in that respect, because without it, I wouldn't actually be me now. And I'm like so grateful for that in a way, because it kind of did take me back to that sense of what do I want in my life? Um, and I actually met my boyfriend who I'm with now um pretty much through just living life and it was one of those things where you're mates and then you're like okay there's some feelings here but and those feelings were really confusing like and I think because to be honest I probably didn't have enough of that time like we've been talking about between so I do agree I think time I do think time is quite important like looking back now I was desperate for more time mm. I didn't realize it at the time hindsight is <laughs> my dad always says to me he said it so many times over the last like five years hindsight is the one thing you need the day after you need it or hindsight is one thing you yeah is that right hindsight is a yeah one thing you need the day after you you, you know you really needed it or whatever yeah. um and um, and looking back, yeah, I, I could have done with more time between that, but it just was so natural, yeah. which was what was so confusing because I wasn't in that bar, like looking for it. I wasn't forcing it. And I hadn't had feelings like that um, since my husband. So, or my ex-husband. Um, so it was, I, I couldn't work it out, to be honest. It was, it was so complicated um, and I couldn't really it's not really something that you talk about in your 30s to your mates because everyone's married well my, a lot of my not everyone obviously but quite a lot of my friends are married and they settle down they've got their gear onto their second kid and I'm like <laughs> like a teenager all over again like totally and utterly not sure and it's actually really scary because you you and like Jane like what you were saying about that whole sense of not I don't think it was settling with my last relationship, but I definitely was comfortable. I didn't have to worry about anything at all. Like I, I was completely safe and mm. there probably was codependency stuff there as a result. But as a, like, as a result, it's even more terrifying when you're, you're then actually having to make choices about, okay, do you, do you, do you take this further? Do you like, you know, I felt bad for exploring feelings that felt good, but then I was like, but that's bad because I'm going through a divorce. So there's a lot of like complicated stuff that goes on but in a way like that's just that's just what it was and it was part of that journey of taking the coats off I had to do that to explore different things and to realize there were so many issues that I had about whether it was myself physically intimately like whatever it was that I couldn't have discovered those things without doing it probably not being quite ready if that makes sense I wouldn't have gone to the depth of like the soul, the lava at the pit of your belly <laughs> without having done it in the relationship. Mm. And it is hard work because it's very complicated for the person you're then going out with. And that almost is as like hard because you know that sometimes you're being a bit of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, there's definitely things that I'm still working on and they I can only work on them because they come up now in a new relationship almost. Yeah, that's a good point. But like, you, there's only so much work that you can do kind of theoretically. But then, you know, what I find now is really useful being in a new relationship and um, I'm approaching things in a, in a very different way. And if mm. things come up that I'm like, oh, that doesn't really sit with me. And that's not, that's not quite right. And I don't really agree with that. I would have never, you know, ever raised them. And I just kind of kept quiet and kept them down and been like, mm. no, that's fine. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, you know, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, 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 let's raise this up. And actually it's so much more, you know, empowering and, and much better. Mm. Um, and I think because I'm going through that, I can actually work on a lot more almost, mm. which is really helpful. I definitely agree that reflection really helps and sometimes it's really hard if you haven't had the space actually to not do it as a comparison so that's really complicated when you start going out with someone and then you're like without even thinking about it comparing them to the person you've just yeah. well, not just but have been in your last relationship with and then finding that clarity of am I comparing or am I learning like you say Jenny is exactly. you know there are definitely things that I learned 
from my marriage that I was like, oh my God, I think you said, I touched upon it earlier, Jane, that I was like, I wish I just, why did I do it like that for so long? Like, what, what, like who was I? Like, <laughs> why did I not, was it, why didn't I just ask a question in a different way, you know? So I do think that that space and that kind of sense of figuring out as you go is part of the process a little bit, especially when you've been hurt or when you feel real pain after a mm. breakup. And there's a lot of stuff now that's like, do this, do this, then you'll be fixed. And it's like, it's really not that simple because it completely depends on what other trauma you've had, like what other issues you've had growing up with yourself or with other people. It's never simple. I think there's a bit too much at the minute of like whitewashing breakups and being like, oh, go on, just, you know, move on. You're fine. You're lucky. You're privileged. And actually that completely forgets about the emotions that are like completely torn up by it all. Definitely. What about you, Jane? Do you think that as well that like with your therapy now, you're do you think about relationships differently, or are you still like has it or does has it not really changed your approach with them? Changed a lot, and I also look at other people, and I, I I very I see people a lot more now. Like I can see them, so the way like family members and friends, and you know the way that they navigate themselves in relationships, I'm like I can really see you, like really see you. It's like, and they say like becoming a therapist is like taking off your rose tinted glasses, mm. and it's it, it's really sad in some way. So before I just I was just living life, and rose tinted mm. glasses are amazing. Ignorance is bliss when you become. <laughs> You then, I even do it in work, you just read people quicker and you can see people, the, the, the good traits and the bad traits a lot quicker. Yeah. So it's interesting in that way. But I think relating to what you were saying earlier, Kate, around we should all have therapy all the time for free. It should just be part of who we are. I'm a really big believer in that. I think the way that people approach being physically fit is the way that you should be being approached being mentally fit. And I don't, and I think that term do X, Y, Z and you're fixed. It's the same with fitness. It's like, do this six week plan and you'll be healthy. And it's like, but no, because when you stop doing it, it's about the habit forming and being yeah. and stuff like that. It's the same with therapy, I think. Going through the whole of life, you need to, you're not actually ever going to be fixed because what is fixed, mm. what you're going to do when you go through life is continue to have breakups and bereavements and job losses and traumas and car crashes or whatever it is. Mm. So you've got to be consistently working on yourself. So I think it's really interesting how we have this kind of quick fix for quick fix culture mm. in terms of kind of physical and mental health because it isn't actually the solution mm. so true jane i wish you were my therapist like four <laughs> years ago i feel like i would have got through things like in half the time <laughs> <laughs> i think it is i think it is that there, there is that like it's good to get through therapy like get through stuff quick but at the same time i think it takes time oh yeah to actually unpeel that almost it takes so long I mean I've nearly had therapy for what two years nearly Mm. and I just find it the most it doesn't feel like a lot because you're just having a chat basically for an hour um a week but it it, it's really you know I've changed so much as a person and even um she said you know a few weeks ago she was like I'm really proud of you like you know oh that's so good I know it's nice you've come so far and you've you really articulate now like what you want and I didn't say that before so it's actually I think you do change and it, I, I just generally I'm one of the biggest advocates of it and I think that anybody in you know anybody should everybody should have it because it is you know super useful mm. um, and just really helps you identify what you want in your life really. Definitely. And it's a really safe space to offload um, without fear of judgment from people that know you. And because ultimately our view is always like marred by our own experiences. So actually what some people see on the outside is completely the opposite to what's actually going on inside. So like what you were saying, Jane, with that ex of yours that really hurt you, you know, now reflecting back and seeing that that was his pain that was kind of coming out through his behaviour it's that compassion and like understanding of human nature It's not just saying that all bad behavior is okay because that's absolutely not true at all but it's just understanding that it's really not as simple as just labeling it as bad and good you know it's like an accumulation of everything that has happened to someone in their life um so i've become very much less judgmental as a result through my sense of feeling like you know whether people judge or whatever like i just understand now that there's so many other layers like you say like there's so many coats that people wear 
that you know even at the minute you've got some people that are behaving really weirdly out in the street like being rude at cyclists or you know I had a runner the other day I was on my bike who just stood in the middle of the pavement I was like I'm really sorry there's people other side and there's mud there and if I go on the mud I'm going to fall off and his look on his face I was like breaking the law and it's like there's so much anger at the minute there's so much stress that actually even now these things affect people's behavior you know that person might be a perfectly normal nice person they're just being an asshole in the minute because they're stressed and they might have lost their mum so yeah. you have to like use your imagination as well to understand that you know even in a breakup when people go a bit funny it's not because they're being a dick all the time sometimes it's just because they're really really struggling but they don't know how to say which is where therapy then comes in as that incredible tool to help bring them back out of their you know rabbit hole really exactly no absolutely and do you so going back to that kind of those breakups I think we talked about it before but do you feel kind of quite thankful now for them almost because they they've kind of changed who you are and and kind of really kind of as you say Kate like made you meet yourself I mean, Jane, do you want to, I feel like I'm talking a lot. Jane, I feel like I want to hear your side of the story. (laughs) Thankful is a strong word, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. I I think you have to be thankful for everything in life. Like, you're not going to say, I'm really thankful that my parents died. But ultimately, it's going to happen and you will learn something about yourself and you will grow from situations like that. So I think even when situations contain pain and trauma and hurt, and it feels unfair that that happened to you because you look outside of yourself and it's like, well, it hasn't happened to her or him. Why is this happening to me? It, it just is what it is. That's life. That's the dice that life's thro- thrown at you. But I think it's all it's all growing. So I think in every situation, there is something to be thankful for in terms of how it makes you grow and develop and think about things differently. So I think traumatic breakups good breakups um even breakups that you reflect on you're like could have done that better you're you're gonna carry learning into what you do in the future so I do feel there's some learning in all of it Mm. I think it's an opportunity isn't it like Mm. it's a it's not something to potentially be thankful for but any opportunity that is awful as much as it is can present not something new that can come out of it but I think it's also really important to be able to grieve for that loss um, and allow yourself time and space to be able to do that and then pick yourself up and be like right okay I'm gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity but I never really gave myself the time to grieve Mm. or to be upset about it I just was like right okay carry on and then you don't feel it yeah exactly because the grief element of it is huge and actually what I discovered going through divorce was that I had completely underestimated the grief that would come it was like as soon as we made that decision a balloon had been popped and all this like confusing love and sadness and whatever like love like even love that came out for it in a way that was you know made me really realize that you do if you love someone at the beginning of a relationship you have to keep working on that love like you can't just take it for granted so I think that well obviously depending on the relationship obviously if you're in a toxic one that's probably a lie but generally I do think that I mean I've said quite a lot now it's taken me a long time to feel grateful or thankful for it but I know that I would not live it's I think what you're saying earlier Jane like I feel like I'm about I'm living my best life now because I know how dark things can become and I know how much I have compared to before where I possibly didn't acknowledge like how privileged my upbringing had been for example or um, all the things that I thought I didn't have were actually hugely valuable to someone else for example Um, so I do I do think that like you say you can kind of maybe pick and choose a bit what you're thankful about but ultimately there is huge amount of growth that can be quite exciting Mm -hmm. my friend um gave me I was really struggling I really struggled after my divorce I was quite unwell and a friend gave me a bracelet that said your second life begins when you realize you only have one and it I would like repeat that yeah it was such a great thing to kind of um be given because it I literally felt like my life had ended at the end of my marriage and it felt like there was no future so sometimes it's like that sense that strength that you learn like that you have is enough almost from a breakup to learn and be thankful for to know that you actually are capable of so much more than what you give yourself credit for um that in itself I think is really really worthy um but yeah it's it's painful it's tough isn't it it's really really hard Mm, really hard yeah 
No, it's it, I I just think it's a it's a really difficult thing, um, and I think pretty much everybody has experienced it, and and all at different extents. And just to say that people that haven't gone through a breakup because they've sort of been bliss, blissfully married for a few years doesn't mean to say that that won't happen later in life as well. And then that also mm. brings about challenges when you're you know in your fifties or sixties or seventies, um, and you go through a divorce as well. That's that's really tough. Oh, yeah, that's such a good point, actually. I was really grateful that it happened to me in my 30s because I think that the older you get, perhaps the harder it is to, you know, especially if you've got children and, Absolutely. you know, it's harder to walk away, isn't it? And I, I, so I really, that's such a good point. I do think that, you know, yes, it's horrible. Any breakup is horrible, but in a way, it's almost like it's not a get out of jail free card, but it is a chance to reevaluate where things are at and I do really recognize that there are many people I'm sure who are in their older generations who because of their time that they were born or because of you know what they believe or it's it's too hard to start up again especially if you've lived in the old ways of man earning money and women being women being at home yeah you don't what what are you going to go like what are you going to have and unless you take it to court and have a really like horrible settlement or whatever um, but yeah, it's such a good point. And the grief element, I mean, it is grief. I don't think grief is a word that is not banded about enough. Like, I don't think we should all just be weeping all the time. I don't, that's not what I'm saying. But like I was saying about the writing earlier, I started writing a book, which I call Grief, Trust and Fairy Dust, because the grief of the divorce led me to realise how much light we have in our life. So it's only without seeing those really dark elements that you can then really appreciate like how much colour and joy there is to be experienced by yourself. Like you don't have to be in a relationship to to experience these pockets of absolute joy in your life. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really, it, it can be very positive. Like you say, it can be an escape almost. It can be the chance to live your life like you've never lived it before, yeah. which is immensely liberating. Yeah, it's so it's so true. And I think that, yeah, it's a it's it's as much as it's difficult and dark and there's grief and it's challenging, it can be it, it can rebuild you in a way that means that you seek for better things and you kind of level up almost. Yeah. With with who you are and what you want. Um, and then, you know, you just carry on. But yeah, I think it is much more difficult when you have got children in the mix and you've got a house and mm. they've not had a job and you've got to then really, really meet yourself. But again, that gives you an opportunity to do some of the things you would have never have done in your life. Um, and obviously some people don't want that. Um, it depends completely what you is. But for, for me, some of my breakups have been really horrible. But the, the one I've talked about most is the one that really propelled me to be like right I need to I need to do something to work out who I am yeah definitely and I do think as well like you know like you were saying Jane with your link now to therapy like it's amazing how it does help help us find our purpose I think I was pretty lost in my relationship before my marriage I don't think I was really living my brain <laughs> if that makes mm. sense you know you're kind of just like this is what I do this is great la 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 but you're not really challenging yourself and you're not really um exploring different options and finding what is that thing in your life that gives you that sense of purpose that's quite important really really important i think mm. so yeah i don't know i think um and like you say jenny everyone's everyone's different and i think that there's so much out there still in the media about you know gossip around divorce and all that kind of stuff or breakups and oh look they're crying into their ice cream and it's like give them some privacy yeah. let them cry into their ice cream let them dribble it down their top Even below, <laughs> they're hurting <laughs> give them a hug yeah let them drink as much as they want <laughs> yeah and actually do you know what that was one of the biggest things on the theme of wine because I had been quite restrictive with alcohol leading up to my divorce and one of the biggest breakthroughs this is going to sound ridiculous but one of the biggest breakthroughs for me was drinking a bottle of wine to myself oh. I, had I had never done that before um and I was in Australia on this it's kind of my I have family out there so I'm very fortunate I could go and stay with some family and had bought this really nice bottle of wine from a vineyard Jen you'd be very impressed very and it was like so delicious that I couldn't stop drinking it and I before I'd always been like well no you just have one glass and then you put the bottle away but it was just so good and I drank this bottle and it was like 
I was 33 or something crazy. <laughs> and like most people are doing Bridget Jones and doing that in their 20s or whatever, or even when they're 15. And um, and like, it was just, it was a real light bulb moment of like, oh, wow, actually, uh, there, oh my God, there is so much that I've not given myself permission to even explore, yeah. which is crazy, isn't it? Drinking yeah. a bottle of wine was like light bulb moment. Oh my God. I do that most, well, I don't do that very as much, as often as people would think that I do. But um, yeah, that's really funny. That's really interesting. Oh yeah, I mean, now I have to kind of stop myself from doing that. <laughs> it's gone the other way. No, it's so interesting. And there's so many things that you, I mean, I went out with a guy that um, wouldn't like me to wear trainers. So I always had to wear his. <gasps> no. I know. Really? Yeah. So I had to like always have makeup on, always have heel like heels on you know, and I'd always have to be dressed up and, you know, it was ridiculous. And now, I mean, I'm so, you know, so adamant that I don't wear half as, you know, any makeup and I always wear trainers and yeah, I'm really quite, I don't dress up anymore because I want to make sure that I'm not going out with someone that just wants me to look nice all the time. Exactly. Oh my God. So glad you got out of that one. Yeah. That was, there was several relationships that were, that were pretty like that, which is, um, not ideal but yeah completely now like that's not acceptable it kind of makes me a bit angry that like not angry but sad or something that yeah. the world that we've created has enabled I'm not being manist here I love men but that it's created this world where we think we can be like that to someone yeah <laughs> it's insane but then also going back you know Jane to what you're saying remember that you know life had whatever childhood but it is incredible, isn't it, that that is like a society has given some people permission to think that that's okay. Yeah, and I think it's a bit about an immaturity as well. So when people mm. are, are, you know, are younger, they just think that that's acceptable. But I'm probably excusing that. I'm making excuses for them. Yeah, we could probably do a whole module on therapy, del- del- <laughs> like diving into that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So final final comments of you know if people are out there experiencing break breakups or going through difficulties about just having a breakup or are thinking about breaking up or you know that sort of thing what what would be your kind of key bit of advice I guess Ooh. my key advice would probably be um if you maybe it's your first breakup know that you I don't know, I can't even articulate what I'm trying to say. Basically, what I know from going through breakups is that no matter how hard it hurts, I always survive and you will always survive. Because, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm gonna, I'm actually dying because of this breakup. Mm. You will always So survive. painful. Yeah, you will always survive. Yeah, no, that's a good bit of advice. What about you, Kate? I think it's, um, I think it really is about not being afraid to reach out for help and... Yeah. And to not feel like a breakup is like not bad enough to be absolutely on the floor. Like I, you know, my breakup led me to suicidal thinking, but I wouldn't call Samaritans because I thought that wasn't for me. I thought Samaritans was for someone that was like really bad. I was really bad, but because it was from a breakup, I thought, oh, I don't count for that phone line. So I just think mine is don't, don't feel like you're not justified in your emotions and your feelings like it's real and it's happening to you and you're totally allowed to ask for help yeah yeah no absolutely and I think mine would be have that space to to allow yourself to be unhappy about it Mm. and give yourself that space to grieve or to feel you know to wallow for a little bit you know because I think you need that and I think you need that time to be a bit sad about it Mm. but then also I think when you're coming out of that you need to surround yourself with people that are in a similar situation Mm. so it's really hard to be single when none of your friends are single or limited friends are single so I think it's about finding people that you can follow on Instagram that are single independent women that are amazing yes inspirational females inspirational women (laughs) and I think it's being really clear with like so I think it's a mix isn't it like it's good you I think when you're single you end up attracting more single friends but also with your friends who are coupled up having boundaries as well and being like actually just want to see you I I love your boyfriend or fiance or husband to pieces but let's just have some friendship time Mm, when you've just had a breakup and your friend's like couples day out it's like 
God, read the room. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's such a good point. I had to ask my friends that a couple of times because of this. And it is really complicated when you have a breakup and there's a mutual friend involved with, you know, when everyone knows like your ex or whatever. I think you do have to sometimes say, you know, girls, boys, whatever, can we just meet up, just ask without the partners getting involved because then that involves the ex. And, you know, then it gets complicated. And I think that's such a beautiful thing yeah. to be able to say to your friends is like, I would really like just to hang out with you guys today. Yeah. Um, I think the other element is like finding the light in a way because it can be dark, but also you can control that sense of darkness. So you can help yourself by basically stopping the Spotify playlists every now and then that make yeah. you cry all the time and finding the happy music and, you know, the comedies on TV and the stuff that makes you laugh is really important because otherwise it's so easy just to be like, oh, my life is rubbish all the time. Mm. Um, and so you can use those little things to yeah. help your mood a little bit to get you out of the hole. Yeah, I found um, there was a book called The Joy of Being Single. Oh, yeah. Just an amazing book. I mean, there's been a few books that I've read, but that was one of my ones that I just thought was brilliant because it was kind of quite factual based. Um, and actually it was about, you know, people that are married are actually not happier. You know, they might be happy for mm. the first two years, but statistically speaking, they're not. And, you know, actually putting it, you know, in fact terms and talking about how society tells us that we need to have you know, a partner and all this sort of stuff. And it just kind of made you feel like, okay, I'm not alone. Mm. And uh, there's other people out there that are in the same boat as me and that sort of thing. So I think it was kind of like a mixture of reading stuff to make sure that you felt like you weren't the only single person ever. Um, mm. And being around more people and, and following people that were, you know, inspirational single women. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to connect with people that are in the same boat as you, because it is hard. Um, when you get to a certain age in your like late 20s 30s where a lot of people are in couples yeah and I think it's really important to remember that it's all cyclical just because people mm. are cyclical, like my, one of my older cousins who's in her late 40s tells me this because I was like I'm going to close the wedding she's like oh you're in the first rush and I was like what do you mean she's like the first round of weddings she's like because they're yes. not second round in your early 40s and she's like don't get upset she's, when she's like when I was your age I was upset because everyone had settled down like anybody could break up at any moment and that includes when you're in a relationship so it's just mm. really important to remember that nothing is actually that determined in life yeah no exactly exactly let's not put this it's not a, a negative thing but it's very much a it's it's just fluid and you just yeah. never know how when things are going to change or what's going to happen yeah, yeah, and I think that's definitely the best way to be. Like, I remember one of the biggest points I learned was to not, I'd scripted my life story so strongly that mm. it was almost like I couldn't change the story. So that was one yeah. of the things I couldn't get over the fact I wasn't married now. I was like, but what do, what do I do? What do I do now? It's not fluid enough for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, the script, where's the page? Like, I haven't written this in. I haven't written the disaster in the middle of it. And so that sense that you just, I mean, the pandemic has really shown us that, that you never know what's around the corner. So, you you know, keep your options open and you never know like it could be the best thing that has ever happened to you um and to think of it like that then just fills you know the world with opportunity I think one of the first books I read Jen that really made me laugh was um is it just me is it is everything shit and it was such a good book because I could like it really helped me feel like oh loads of other things are shit too yeah you know? like loads of other things go wrong and like that connection it's really it really helped me listening to podcasts like how to fail um yeah. which is you know yeah. yeah and like what you guys talk about it's so authentic it's so real it's so human it's just listening to other stories of failure actually really helps <laughs> Because yeah. then you realise you're not also the only one that has scripted their story so strongly that you can't change it. Yeah, without... no, exactly. I think it's, that's a really good point. You never know what's around the corner, which also means positive things as well. I think someone yeah. said to me, yeah. you think you'll never meet an amazing person again and fall in love. Of course you will. You're, yeah. you're not in like six or something into your whole lifetime. It's, it's, it's possible for it all to happen again. So it's you never know what's coming. Yeah, exactly. You don't, I mean... You, you just literally don't know. And that's the hilarious thing. You could be sat on a tube one day and, you know, when we're allowed to go on tubes and, you know, <laughs> people might talk to you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, you know, anybody could... Without a mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you, oh could, God. you could just walk into a coffee shop one day and, like, just get chatting to someone and then, you know, you could end up marrying that person or whatever, or you could end up being with that person. And, you know, oh, you definitely. You don't know. So I think it's being really open to seeing where things are going and just 
I think it's really important to know that you're in the right place at the right time and you're doing the things that you should be doing um, and follow that gut instinct of, you know, it's happening for a reason. And it's, it, Definitely. it's, you know, if you didn't do this and this didn't happen, then you wouldn't have met this person and you wouldn't have maybe had some time on your career and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it only adds, like, I think that's a really great way to think of it as well, is that it's just, you you never know, like I, you know, I met my husband in a bar, obviously, maybe don't use that as an experiment for, or an example of <laughs> successful things, but the things that I learned and the times that we had were actually great, and I wouldn't have experienced those things without being slightly open-minded, so I do think that open-minded approach and, and almost not judging yourself for making decisions really helps. Yeah. Go with the flow of life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And listen to your gut as well is so important. Yeah. So important. So important. But something and it and that's a skill in itself, like to learn how to do that and something that I've been trying to do more often. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a whole I I find that really challenging, you know, being true to gut instinct. And I think I wonder if that comes from that sense of not being able to say the words, you know, mm. kind of figuring out what is your gut, what is fear, like what is what is yourself actually holding your back yourself back? Mm. Um, but again, you could you could you guys could do another podcast on fear. <laughs> that's like yeah, that's a your, uh, topic in itself. <laughs> your throat chakra blocked, Kate. That's what it is. I know it was literally shackled. <laughs> and now look what's happened it's completely released and it's an absolute nightmare it doesn't stop <laughs> no i love it we are close to time so any final remarks ladies any final comments at all what do you think of the wine jane actually oh my god i've loved it it's really refreshing and yeah it's got me all like like you said at the beginning of getting you all like re-energized after a breakup that re-energizing feeling loved it yeah, it's super fun, isn't it? And I think it's very light and yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's refreshing and new as well. So yeah, yeah. you'll have to have to try it when you're, you're back to your alcohol ways, Kate. Yeah, I'm sucking on the lemon right now. It's giving me that same sense of yeah. aliveness with zinginess and um, a slight, you know, heat in the body. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Right, guys, it is time to wrap up. So thank you so much for joining us. Please do leave a rating, review and subscribe. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. Cheers, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.